the Making Sense of Life podcast number 59. According to J.K. Rowling, life is difficult and complicated and beyond anyone's total control. The humility to know that will enable you to survive its vicissitudes. The Making Sense of Life podcast will not only empower you to navigate through a fast-changing world, but also to grow in body, mind and spirit. Inward change precedes outer transformation. As the ancient Greek author Plutarch once said, what we achieve inwardly will change outer reality. This podcast is sponsored by Logos Medical Legal. Sunil also works privately with senior leaders. Go to drsunil.com forward slash corporate to find out more. Hello and welcome to the Making Sense of Life podcast with me, Sunil Raheja. Just want to start by saying thank you for choosing to listen to our podcast. Well, this is podcast 59 and we know that there's so many different things you can be listening out there on different podcasts and different media channels. And just to say that we really appreciate and value the time that you take. Well, on podcast 59, I'm actually at someone you may recall if you've listened to the previous podcast with Andrew Horton. Andrew, it's great to be here with you in your own home. Thanks, Anel. It's great to have, speak to you again. It's been a long time, hasn't it? It's been an amazingly long time. I was just looking back, actually. It was way back in podcast 39 when we were talking about overcoming failure was the last time that you and I actually interacted, as it were, on the podcast platform. Well, I was going to say time flies, but a lot, lot's happened in that time, hasn't it? Yeah, well, a lot has happened, I think. Yes, uh, you've had uh, you, you've had you've had had a baby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've we've moved house. We've had a baby, and uh, life has been very very busy. But uh, it's very good. It's very good to to see you again, to chat to you again, and uh, you know, delighted to be here. Well, it's great to be back again. And it's, I thought one place to start is because we've over the last sort of twenty or so podcasts since we last, as it were, talked on 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 podca- on, on podcast. Um, we've been doing lots of different things. You know, you shared about you know your your family and mm. and new home and all that's been happening. What else have you been up to, Andrew? As well. So I have been also. I wrote a book, a short ebook okay. uh, about commissioning better videos. So what's that called? Just let us know. It's called How to Commission Better Videos. Would you believe okay. it? Okay. And who's the target audience for that? Uh, so that's a, a book for project managers and account managers to help them to understand how to work with video producers and video production companies, basically. Okay. And so if, if you're a, a project manager looking to produce uh, better videos or want to commission them, we'll put a link on there. I mean, that's a very oh. specialised audience. So <laughs> it's not our usual audience, but you never know. I mean, I think that's what, one of the great wonders of podcasting is that wherever you are, if you're doing the dishes, if you're driving your car or you're in the gym or maybe just lying in bed trying to get to sleep, I, we, we don't know. But... Anywhere in the world, I mean, who could have imagined that 20, 30 years ago that we'd have, you know, the availability of this technology. So it's been and it's been a great privilege, of course, Andrew, to work with you on this. We started way back about uh, three or four years ago. I it? think something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 I can't remember exactly when. Yeah. Uh, and it's been great to be on that journey and to, to, to do that, to do this together. So that's what you've been up to. Yeah. And uh, uh, what have you been up to now? Well, as uh, if regular listeners might know, or if you're going on the blog, is that I've been very quiet on the blog front, mm. although we've had regular monthly podcasts since August 2018. I stopped the podcast. Uh, sorry, I stopped the blog, and mm. the reason for that was I wanted to try and bring together all the sort of issues around making sense of life and living in a complex and challenging world. Trying to bring that together into some kind of book format. 
And um, you might recall that actually it was way back podcast one, number one when yes. we, we had an interview together yes. on the subject of wisdom. And what I realised was, uh, as I was thinking about what to write about and how to bring all this sort of learning and hopefully useful information, uh, not just information, but transformational material to others, is that actually it's all about wisdom. Yeah, I think I remember that podcast. I remember chatting to you in your house about uh, doing that podcast and have, recording that podcast. And there was just some fascinating um, nuggets and some uh, wisdom, wisdom in a sense, that we went through in that <laughs> podcast. And you can listen back to it. Uh, it's linked to on the blog, isn't it? Simone? Yeah, so that's right. So uh, if you go to iTunes, then right back to podcast number one, you'll see that there's something on wisdom. Um, but you've, you've done a lot of podcasts since then, and, 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 and a theme has developed, hasn't it? Simone? I think so. I, th- I think... In, if, if, if I dare say it, I think a lot of what I've sort of feel called to, to speak about, write about and explore and develop is this subject of wisdom. Because if you think about it, you know, what, one of the taglines for the podcast is making sense of life in a challenging and complex world. And this world, I think we all would agree, mm. is getting more co- complex and more and more challenging by the day. Mm. The issue is that with technology, it's not, as it, it's not that we have, le- we, we, we don't lack information. We have oodles of information way more than anybody could consume in a lifetime i mean i, mean, if you, I can't rec- recall the statistics but the statistics are staggering in terms of the amount of youtube videos going up the amount of uh, information going up on google it's just staggering but how do you filter that how do you decide what is it that was going to help you in in the challenges you're facing maybe you're thinking about um do i carry on my job you're thinking about i've got a, a person at work or at home that I can't get on with? How do I communicate with them better? Um, I've got, a, a, I've got a, a disagreement with someone. How do I bring up that disagreement in a way that doesn't blow up uh, between us? All these kind of things and lots more require wisdom. It's, it's, a, it's an essential in life, basically, isn't it? Yeah, and yet, we, and yet we talk so little about it. We assume, you know, I couldn't laugh about it, but sometimes when we have challenges and problems at work, they say, well, you need to go on a training course. Well, <laughs> you know, training courses have their place. I don't want to knock them. But what do you do, you know, uh, at a particular time, you, it, it, you know, you're, in, an, you know, you're in, a, in a conversation with someone and it could go into a, into a nasty argument. How do you handle that situation? Or you're wondering, um, you're, you feel you're at a crossroads. Um, Say, for example, should I date someone? Should I marry this person? Mm. There are principles you can gather, but how do you take those principles and how do you apply them into your own particular context? That's, that's, that's where we need wisdom. It pervades all of life, really, doesn't it, Sunil? And I think there's a lot of myths around wisdom as well, isn't there? I mean, I, I, you, know, you think of people say that we, people associate wisdom with like old men with grey beards like Gandalf yes. and... And, yes. and, and, and slow and being slow and ponderous about making a decision. That's right. Or, or, or like some kind of somebody like from, was it that, that guy in Star Wars? It's who's, who's that, you know, that, that little, I've forgotten the guy's name now. Oh, Yoda. Oh, Yoda. Yeah, that's yeah, right. You know, yeah. who just has that, this profound wisdom that he brings and sits, like, you know, like a Buddhist monk yeah. in sort of quite sort of um, in, in calm serenity and just gives his words of wisdom. But, but it's much more real, much more tangible, much more... Dynamic. Dynamic wisdom, isn't it? Really? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, because it's got to deal with the complexity of life and the ever-fluid nature and changes of life. Mm. Um, and so that's... that. Well, so what I've been... So going back to your original point is what I've slowly been beavering away is working on this book of, 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 on, on wisdom about why it is actually 
more than the change in circumstances because you know we say to ourselves things like you know uh, i wish i had a different a better i wish i had a different job uh, i i wish i was married i wish i was single i wish i had children i wish i didn't have children i wish mm. i um i wish i lived somewhere else i wish is, i yeah i wish i earned more money the grass is greener on the other side yeah. Kind of yeah. but the problem is is wherever you wherever you end up going you'll it'll still be the same person unless you do the inner work of change mm. unless you have the wisdom mm. So it isn't a change of circumstances. It's really um, having the wisdom to know how to deal with the circumstances that I'm in. I mean, I came across this wonderful quote, which which is really resonated, resonated with me. And I'm not quite sure who it's from, but it's, it's called, Don't wish it was easier. Wish you were better. Don't wish for less problems. Wish for more skills. Don't wish for less challenges. Wish for more wisdom. Wow, yeah. And if I can grasp what wisdom is and the power of wisdom in my life, then I can handle those. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean to say that things will necessarily go the way I want, going back to your myths. Wisdom doesn't mean to say that somehow everything will go exactly as I want. No, mm. there, may, there may be failures, disappointments and challenges. Absolutely. And we have lots of those. Mm. Um, actually, going back to Podcast 39, that you, was the last one you and I <laughs> yeah. talked about, was how to deal with failure <laughs> and how failure. to deal with those challenges. Yeah. But how can I become the kind of person who begins to make consistent better choices and learns from my mistakes and my failings can i just give a bit of a hooray here for sunil for, for, oh. for, for writing this this book on wisdom well, he's still writing it he's still, he's still writing. writing it but it's so i think it's such an important subject matter such an important topic for us to look at and to really get get our teeth into because where would where would it be without wisdom and i think as you say we started podcast one talking about wisdom and you've done uh, 50 odd podcasts since yeah I think we're and 59 now 59 now and as you say one of the enduring themes throughout this podcast has been about living that having yes. that wisdom being being wise in all circumstances as, as best we can and, and, and as you say it's it's about building that wisdom learning things in life isn't it not, yes not, not, there's no there's no kind of magic formula necessarily to to, to, to success you have to build these things don't you so no. no absolutely and i think if, if we if we look at some of the previous podcast topics you know things about uh, uh, mental health dealing with depression mm. if we think about uh, managing stress preventing burnout growing and resilience even finding joy yes. finding joy yeah. dealing with issues like uh, that you know like like death and, mm. and interviewing some fascinating people like Baroness Caroline Cox on podcast 19 or Professor John White John White as well about end of life care and what does it mean to live and to die well mm. Um, mm. lots of those subjects all have to do ultimately with with wisdom mm. so could you so you've been writing this book yeah um, it's worth, we just we just about got the first draft in isn't that, that exciting that's yeah. where we're at we, yeah, it's got it needs a I mean one of the things I've learned is that writing a book my golly I mean it's <laughs> Uh, hats off to people who actually get it done because it's it's it, 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 it really can be a huge labor of love and many people have this desire to write a book and it never quite gets there and i just i'm praying and trusting that this will be out god willing sometime in 2020 yeah well as a, as you say it's been been hard work i mean i i knew from writing my ebook on how to commission better videos that that was that was a challenge that was only a short ebook but you're you're writing a a, a decent sort of length nice yeah we're aiming at fifty thousand words yeah so that, that's that's the, what we're aiming at so but, yeah but most important is the content isn't it Sinder? it's yeah. not so much the workout it's the content and the yeah important, the important thing and making it relevant and as it were not just understandable but actually practically relevant and useful for people who are in a sense sense the increasing complexity and, and thinking where are the answers because 
unfortunately, as I said, saying earlier on, we are dr drowning in so much information and, and ideas, but how do I, I become the person who knows where to look for wisdom? Can we just roll back to you and you writing this book, Sunil? Why, why, how are you qualified? Why, why, <laughs> why are you writing this book? Why, why is it you that's writing this book? Okay. It's tough, it might be a difficult question, but I'm going to ask it. Yeah. Uh, um, I suppose, if anything, it, it's, it's the book that I wish I had. Right, that's interesting. You know, 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. Uh, if I think about my own life journey in terms of um, struggling with issues of identity between being brought up in, in, in the UK but feeling an affiliation and link towards India but never feeling at home in the UK or in India, uh, I certainly need wisdom then. Um, my struggles at, at university in terms of trying to make, make sense of my life then. Coming to faith in Christ, mm. which was obviously was, was a wonderful thing that happened. Uh, and realizing ultimately that that Christ and the wisdom is found in God and mm. in relationship with Him, yeah. but it's, it it doesn't take away that need for wisdom. Um, and then working as a psychiatrist and working in a very sort of secular environment, mm. and just seeing, to be quite honest with you, you know, the mess people make of mm. their lives. Some of it not their fault. Some of it because of their circumstances. Some of it because of their decisions that they make. Mm. Um, you realise that we live in a world and a culture that says, well, just do whatever you want to do, whatever feels right to you. And what we seem to have forgotten is that often I don't know what the right thing to do is. Yeah. And I'm so often, as it were, seduced or taken in mm. by the culture around me or by what everybody else is doing, Mass or what, media. Ev what everybody else is saying. Mm. And often that, that leads to more regret and problems. So there's that, if you like, going back to your, is, is, is my own personal uh, struggles as well as working as a psychiatrist as well. And then thinking, well, what does God have to say about all these things? Mm. Sometimes I think, particularly if we talk about faith in Christ and faith in God, um, it can sometimes, sometimes be presented as just trust in Jesus and everything will be all right. And, mm. and, and, you'll, and, mm. and that'll be it. Mm. You know, you, you come to faith in Christ and then that's it and, and you live happily ever after. Well, I know what the future holds ultimately at the end of my life that God has it all sorted out. I mean, I... I I love um, a quote from the, you know, Billy Graham said, he said, I've read the last page of the Bible <laughs> and it turns out all right in the end. Yes. So there is that sense that my eternal future is sorted out, but I've still got decisions to make every day. And yes, you know, God knows the decisions I'm going to make. And, but I still have a degree of agency and I've got lots of choices about how I spend my time, where I put my priorities. Uh, and I need wisdom for that. Mm. I think I... Since I became a Christian, oh, when I was 13 and I'm 40 now, yeah. one of the things I've learned perhaps in the last 50, 10, 15 years is that importance of making wise, um, prayerful decisions about life events or even small events that we're doing yes. in our lives. Because, um, as you say, it's, it's, it's so valuable wisdom, isn't it? It's, it's so precious, in a sense. Yeah, and I, and I think there's a, there's a there's a verse in the in, in scripture wasn't there about uh, about how you can um, um, in Proverbs four seven to eight it says the beginning of wisdom is this get wisdom though it cost all you have get understanding cherish her and she will exalt you embrace her and she will honor you um, but isn't that fascinating that well more than fascinating isn't it life affirming that we how precious wisdom is yes and what's interesting about that proverb is it's saying it's actually more valuable than riches and, mm. and, and it's a consistent theme mm. um 
particularly in the Old Testament, is this whole issue that if you have wisdom, wisdom is more valuable than, than any amount of financial blessing. You know, in our world, you know, if, if I had a million pounds or I had loads of money, then my life would be sorted out. Well, actually, no, it wouldn't be, actually. Mm. I mean, we all think that if I had a million pounds, then, I would, then my life would be problem-free. I know other people, you know, that they, they have problems when they get a lot of money, but mm. I will be the exception. Mm. I'm sure in my... Yeah, well, we all think that. But, you know, and what you see it like, you know, with, with people like who are, say, lottery winners and that they often, after a few years, go back to where they started or are in a worse situation than when they started mm. because they haven't developed the in- internal emotional maturity and the mm. wisdom to mm. handle that mm. amount of money. Mm. Um, but what the scripture is saying is that wisdom holds value whatever circumstance you're in because you can then look at it in, in a way that, that is life-enhancing rather than just for selfish reasons or selfish motives. Yeah. It, it's very countercultural in a sense. You, know, you say talk about getting riches, winning the lottery, yeah. whatever, whatever your success might be on earth. But in terms of the overarching picture of, of life and how we live life well, it's, it's, it, 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 having that godly wisdom is quite countercultural, isn't it's it? It's hugely countercultural. It goes complete, because we always think that it's a change of circumstances. You know, I, you know, I, I, I was you know, living on a beach of the Bahamas or having loads of money or being married to some into some glamorous family or something like that but i think we're, we're beginning to see you know or you know or like we see on our facebook feeds everybody seems to be having fantastic time all the time mm. but life is tough and mm. life is challenging and and there's issues to deal with disappointment and and discouragement and ultimately death yeah exactly so you you've talked uh, a bit about your kind of thinking and um strategy behind the book and why you yes. wrote it but one of the things that I'm interested in, I have actually... Oh, and, and I'm still writing it, by the and way. Still already, and, and still I, writing yes, it. Yes, and I've, had, I've been very privileged to be able to look at a manuscript, an early manuscript of this. And all that. Yes, and we've got our uh, first draft out, yeah, which has very, been blood, sweat and tears at times, yes. Very like fascinating that. to read. Yeah. Um, one of the things I noticed, um, it, one of the things you mentioned in the book is about the death of one of your... Uh, 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 strongest friends, Bunty. Yes, um, that's right. Abhishek and, Banerjee. And, yeah, and how and how important that has been in your journey of writing this book. Do you want to tell us a bit more about that? Yes, I do dedicate the the book to the memory of Bunty, who died on the seventeenth of March, uh, 20, uh, 2014. So that's coming up to, to five years. Well, it's, it's over five years now. Um, and the thing about his death was that he was only thirty two, and uh, when he died, and I've and. You can find out more about him on, on the blog. But what was so heart-wrenching about that was not just a loss of a, of a tragic life at such a young age, um, was also, as I look back on our sort of 10-year friendship, um, I, I knew him when he came to the UK. Uh, he came as a student and he came to um, a, fa- a, a, a faith in Christ. I was uh, I'd had the privilege of baptising him as well. When I look back on our friendship, what I realised was he was coming to me as an elder brother, looking to, you know, to me as, as the elder brother, looking for uh, wisdom and mm. advice about some of the challenges that he was facing. Mm. And I tried to help him as best as I could, and we, we prayed regularly together. We, we, we shared about some struggles he was going through. Um, and I thought, wow, this would have been a really good book, you know, for him as well, mm. to, to have encouraged him. Has that spurred you on, I guess? As that well? spurred me on. 
also, as I said, you know, alluded to his, his the circumstances of his death was was so surreal. You know, it, it, I, I had I happened to be in India the week before he died, and he. You know, you remember back on the conversation. I, you know, in the providence of God, I I chose to go to India the week before he died, mm. and he, I, I remember we went out for for a meal, and I, I was there with him with 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 him and his wife, and he'd said um, that he couldn't um, eat. A, we were having a pizza. He said he couldn't have pizza because his something was wrong with it, with, with his stomach. You don't mm. think much about, mm. and he had a salad, and you know you don't think much about that. And then he started to say, he said, he, I think he sensed that he wasn't right and that something mm. significant was going to happen. Mm. And he, he, he said to me things like, because um, I mentioned him, I was going to be coming to India later that year. And he said, oh, when you come to India, make sure you come to uh, Mumbai. And what we'll do is I'm, I, I want you to come with your family and we, we, we'll go on a road trip together. And I'd, I'd had a conversation with him about uh, one of my daughters and her interest in photography. Mm. And suddenly, a couple of days later, he produced a a camera, uh, an SLR camera. And he said, um, "I want my, I want your daughter Nisha to have this as a gift from me." And I said, "Well, I was only just telling you this at a conversation." But he said, "No, no, no. I insist that she has this." And uh, then the other sort of sort of poignant thing about that time was as, as well was um, he. He, uh, I told him about, I'd have, have an uncle who lives just outside of Delhi, and d- I didn't mention what I should have said was, Bunty, you know, he he loved he he really enjoyed just hanging out together and, and friendship for friendship's sake, mm. and he said, when you come to India, think of me as your taxi driver, <laughs> and I'll take you to visit you. You know, this is obviously the days before Uber and things like that. Mm. Think of me as your taxi driver, and I'll take you to places we can hang out, we can chat. And I said to him, look, I've got this uncle outside of just outside Delhi, a couple of hours outside of Delhi. Um, who's actually got dementia and he's um, maybe not got long to live. Um, and I think I'd really like to think, could you, could you take me there? Because it's a real pain and hassle. If you've been to India, you know sometimes transport systems can be a real nightmare at times. And it was in a quite remote place. Mm. And he said, let me get back to you. And um, I was going, going to go on the Saturday. And uh, he, he, I spoke to him on the Friday. And he said, actually, uh, I, I can't do it. I'm doing something with, with my wife, which I said, it's mm. fine. And I'm thinking, oh, well, this is such a hassle because I'm flying on the Sunday do I really want to bother with this? And he then turned around to me. He said, but you said to me, Sunil, earlier in the week that this uncle of yours is, is getting old and um, it might be the last time that you see him. And I said, you're right, actually, because uh, I don't know when I'm going to be in India next time. Mm. So actually, don't worry about it. I'll make my own, my, my own plans and, and I'll go and, and, I'll go and um, see him uh, myself. And maybe, you know, I'm going to visit some other relatives. And you maybe can pick me up and, and we, we can hang out together mm. the, the night before I fly back. Um, which is what happened, and um, then he, when I saw him that night, one of the things he did say to me, and we talked and prayed about some of the things he was going through, and he said to me, "When you get to London, I want you to ring me." And I said, "Well, that's going to be a really weird thing to do," but he said, "No, no, I really insist you ring me." But I said, "Okay." So I got to England on the Sunday night. I tried to ring him. It was very late in India. He didn't pick up. He rang me on the Monday morning, and I spoke to him, and I got him to talk to to, to my daughter Nisha, who he'd given the camera to that I mentioned. Mm. And he said, and then and then she put the phone down. And I thought, oh no, this is not right, because you know, I, I, you know, because when you when you leave India and you're in the UK, you know, it's very we all know this. You get very focused on, on everything you're doing. So I rang him back and said, thanks for for a great week. Let's keep in touch. Let's make them sure we do that. And bye bye. And then that Monday evening, I got a phone call that nobody ever wants to get, and mm. it was the weirdest phone call. It was a phone call from his wife, mm. who basically started off by saying, if someone's heart's not beating for three hours, 
can they still be alive? Mm. And as she rambled and rambled, you know, she then suddenly said, you know, and I was trying to make sense, what is she talking about and why is she ringing me so late? Mm. Um, she said, you know, I'm in the hospital and I'm here with, with, with Bunty, with Abhishek, and uh, the, the doctors aren't giving me a straight answer and the police are here. And then I realised that he'd gone. Mm. Someone I'd just spoken to that morning, someone who, you know, who seemed to have everything going for them, mm. had been taken away. And it, the reality of death, I mean, we know death on an intellectual level. Yeah. But the reality of death, when it hits you like that, and you realise, oh my goodness, how fragile life is. Mm. How am I living? What are the choices I'm making? It it shook me to the core, and you know, it, like nothing else. And it made me... I want not say I wasn't serious about life, I wasn't serious about where things... But it took things to a new level. Yeah. That I need to live each day to the full, because each day is a gift. Each day needs to be lived with that realisation that our time here on Earth is finite. Mm. And... That's really why I need to live in wisdom. Um, something my wife, something my wife and I say is, life is precious, life is fragile. Mm. It's just a saying. We say uh, something you wrote in, in in your book is the the two important lessons you learnt after Bunty's death was your life really matters. You yeah. have to learn to walk in wisdom. Yes, and I think isn't that a great. Um, positive thing absolutely from from from, from something so tragic yes because obviously it's very easy to get very somber about that and mm. and and it and it's important to give it the seriousness that it deserves but but at the end of the day your life it matters and god has has saved us and rescued us in jesus to live life in abundance and fullness yes there is pain yes there is sorrow uh there is sadness but there is a joy that overcomes and ultimately one day will completely drown out that sadness. You know, I think it's from the Lord of Rings is that one day everything sad will become untrue, mm. which is the more you think about it, it's more beautiful, you know, the more and more beautiful that in, with the hope of the resurrection mm. and the hope that we have in, in Christ that, you know, and I often, I often use this, it's one of my life sort of quotes is that <laughs> in Christ, our bad things can turn out for good. Our good things can never be lost. And the best is yet to come. Yeah. So, you know, so a bad thing. I mean, as awful as it was, was Bunty's death and would never want it, you know, if, if you know, could turn the clock back, I'd want to turn that clock back and, and somehow stop it happening. But it happened and it happened in the sovereignty of God. Mm. Um, but that good can come out of it. Um, and you've dedicated this book. Yeah, the book to... is dedicated to his memory. Yeah. Yes. Fantastic. Um, Great. Well, we're going to wrap up there for this podcast, but we're going to keep chatting on the next podcast so you can f find out more about Sunil's book and we'll be discussing that then. Thanks. Great. Thank you so much, Andrew. Appreciate that a lot. Thank you. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, you can get all the show notes for this episode from drsunil.com. And could you do us a favour? Head over to iTunes to rate the programme. This is by far the best way to get this content into the hands of those who need it most. Also, do you think about who you could pass details of the podcast on to? Don't forget to check out the blog for more great content. That's drsunil.com, helping you to make sense of life in a challenging and complex world. Until next time, goodbye for now. <laughs>